Hello. My name is Christopher Luigi Saracino, and I'm sitting here with Todd Amatsunaga. You don't know what my middle names are? Uh, isn't it like Kyoto? No. Minamatsu! Isn't that one of those? No. You, Brian? man, I've, What's your middle name? I've no, 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 like I Kato. Isn't it Kato? No. Todd Kato Matsunaga. No. No? No, it's not. Kay. Not at all. I'm sorry. I, uh, I've known you like, what, 20 years now? I know. It starts with a K, right? Maybe. Kevin! What is- Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> what is your middle name again? Kato! Killian. Kill- Killian! Who, no, seriously, what's your middle I name? I remember Killian from uh, The Running Man. Uh, Wasn't his name Killian? Yes. I- but wait, quick <laughs> side story. I'm going to ram my fist in your stomach. Quick side story. I saw The Running Man in Vancouver last March. What? With, yeah, in, in a theater, at the Rio Theater with a running commentary by the Gentleman Hecklers. <laughs> Killian! I'm going to I'm going to tear out your spine, wrap it down your throat. <laughs> we always end up talking about some sort of Schwarzenegger or Stallone yes. or whatever. Bring in this full circle. What? Please remind me of your middle name. Is Katsuo. Katsuo. Yes. Name. What, what is that? My Lithuanian. Lithuanian. Yeah, it's Lithuanian. <laughs> <laughs> That's not ethnic. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, my grandfather's name was Kat- Katsuhiko. So I'm named That's for him. That's extremely Japanese. It is. But you know what Katsuo means, I think? It sounds badass. It, it means victorious child. That's amazing. Yeah, and then my other one's Albert. I'm not joking. <laughs> not Todd <even>. Katsuo! <laughs> Albert. Matsunaga! <laughs> Hui! All right, it's January 28th. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, speaking of names, Chris, uh, you know, I have you ever done any genealogy? I think we already talked about this, but anyway. I have. Uh, so we were talking about names uh, the other day, and so Todd yeah. is what they used to call the foxes when they were hunting them. Okay. So that's why my first England? name. Yeah, I believe so. Wait, they called foxes Todd's? Yes, which is why in The Fox and the Hound, the fox's name is Todd. For real? For real. So like, I'm just imagining like... King George on horseback. Someone, <laughs> release the Todds so we can shoot them. Like that? Yeah, kind of like that. Look at all those Todds. Yes. Get me a pelt. Shoot and, one. And if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I think Matsunaga is... Uh, Extremely Japanese? Uh, yeah, so it is... Uh, I think it's lengthy pine tree or something. Something along cool. those lines. That's cool. Uh, your, I think, your last name... Dude, you know what? Your last name is like very powerful sounding but do you find yeah so that's what i was gonna say is my dad's name i call him the dragon slayer because he has the most epic japanese name ever what is it so his japanese name in full is masahiro matsunaga dude that's a playable character in <laughs> soul soul caliber <laughs> that, is that that sounds like something that would be in a in like tekken 3 that's that's a pretty epic name you someone know? go to kyoto <laughs> it's like if you want the finest blades, you go to see Todd's yeah. dad. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's that's pretty some Tony Hanzo shit. It's like, <laughs> hey, can I ask you a question? Like, I've always been kind of fascinated by this, but w- Japanese culture. I'm not joking here. This is serious. Okay. Japanese culture is really interesting to me for a variety of reasons. Namely, yeah. it's very um, regal. Like, it's historically. Hugely rich, the shoguns, the feudal Japan. Like this is 
this is a tight, like a relatively tiny island nation that has such a distinct culture from the rest of South Asia, from China, from Korea, from all of those other Asian cultures. It's, it's, it's hugely industrious. Like, well, they, I think that, you know, I agree, but I think that they also, yeah, they also take a lot from, you know, a lot of the other Asian cultures as well. Like it's, uh, Yeah, it's kind of, it's strange when you think of, you know, I, and anyone who knows better than I do, please correct me if I'm wrong, but um, when I was learning it, I, I don't speak yeah. it, I'll just say that right at the bat, but right. I did take lessons when I was, uh, I, I think I was three, mm-hmm. and I took lessons uh, again when I was in high school, Right. and uh, I've forgotten all of it. I don't know, it's kind of strange, man. Is there a large Japanese population in Ottawa? I don't think so. I'm not aware of one. Yeah. Like um, how many how many Japanese like I'm half Japanese. Have you met a lot of full Japanese Canadians? Have you met No. Who? No, I, I and to be honest, I you're the only remotely Japanese person I know. Yeah, so it it was kind of strange growing up being sort of the only person who had any Japanese blood in them. I I, I you know what? Like everything I know about Japanese culture, right? Like like I'm 40. Okay. And you're not that much younger than I am. No. So we grew up uh, during the Cold War, mm-hmm. where we knew that the American reference, which yeah. was effectively the Canadian reference for Japanese people, was, you know, bumbling Americans trying to do business with very wealthy and, and successful Japanese businessmen. Well, that's <laughs> the like, thing. That's the thing. Like is, gung-ho, you know, Michael Keaton or something like well, that. Well, when I was coming up in school, I remember there was a huge push. I don't know about, mm-hmm. you know, in, at your school, but... Mm-hmm. There was a huge push to, you know, starting to tell people, you know, in business, you should start learning Japanese because right. there's so much trade, there's so much business happening yeah. between North America and Japan. Now they're saying learn Chinese, learn yeah. Mandarin. Yeah. So, yeah. so totally. it's, it's pretty interesting. I, I, you're right, though. There are some very sort of unique things about, about Japan. Um, My reference for Japan growing up, and this is what I mean. This is this is how uh, culturally significant Jap- uh, Jap- like Japanese culture is. Mm-hmm. It gave us anime. It gave us manga. It gave us. Uh, it was hugely influential. A lot of science fiction. Yeah, like, you know, I remember. Remember that show G Force. Yes, I do remember that. Fuck show, man, G-Force. that was like, like there was so much Japan like comic books. Uh, fucking dude, everything, everything yeah. about Japan is like fucking badass. Yeah. Um. The Help movie Black Rain. <laughs> Do you remember that? was that a one? great movie. <laughs> Black Rain, for anybody listening, was a fantastic but film. See, that was the strange thing as I felt I felt very isolated, um, both from you know, I don't want to say culture. Uh, I, I felt sort of isolated growing up being of mixed heritage because mm-hmm. I, I didn't really necessarily fit in with with uh groups that were fully Asian. Right. Uh, and then I had the typical, you know, pseudo racism thrown at me at school by people who were just fully white. You know what I mean? You, you dealt with that a lot? Not a lot. And, you know, but they would sing songs at me and, and, you know, pull their eyes back at me and, you know, everyone that I'm talking about now though, I mean, they would not do that to me now. It was when we were children. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was, there, there was me. And then there was another mm-hmm. uh, guy named David who was Chinese. And right. I'm pretty sure like in my grade, uh, there was a few others, uh, but we were the, you know, sort of minorities of the classes. It was, it the was, visible minorities yeah. of the class. Yeah. And, and it's funny because when I look back, uh, I think that as I aged, mm. I, I look less Asian now. You know, a lot of people tell me I look either Inuit or First Nations now. But when I was a kid, 
you were very well you were very japanese looking because you know why you were very japanese looking like why? even even when i met you you were very japanese looking because well, you have fucking really straight hair yes like yes. you have like cat williams hair when he straightens it <laughs> it gets that straight it's like it's 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 beautiful hair it's like the kind of hair you see on on a the, a boss in a game <laughs> like Sephiroth, it, dude. If you, I remember you had long hair yes. for a period, yes, and it, it was, was like very straight, pretty Extremely majestic. Straight. Yes, like I just got out of a salon hair. Yeah, yeah, okay. It was so like you know like the the uh, my reference for Japanese kids mm -hmm. was you know like what what we saw in shows in the eighties. You know mm -hmm. like you know like bowl cuts and like oh I had that school bowl uniforms yeah. and like you know that's that you kind of look like an adult version of that guy. I definitely know? had the bowl. Yeah, cut. I've seen pictures of you and your sister. Yes. And it's like, my sister had the matching bowl cut and yeah, yeah, you guys look like you just came from Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, you yeah. know what I mean? As, as I've grown, I feel as though I've no, grown. You're, yeah, you're right. You know, now you look more uh, like you could, you know, I'm not meaning for this to sound awful, but like, does this sound awful when I'm saying? You just don't look Japanese anymore. No, man. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm like, I, I look. I, it's I, not the, to detract from the, your culture. The most, the, the funniest thing about this conversation is that a lot of people, A, don't know how to pronounce my last name. Mm -hmm. So they just, they just mumble something out. Right. I don't know if you experienced this as well, but so to me, my, I, I <laughs> feel of, as yes. though, I feel as though phonetically my last name is pretty easy. You know, Matt, son. Aga. Yeah. You know, it's not pronounced that way in Japan. It's pronounced differently there, but Wait, I've been saying here. Matsunega for a long time. Matsunega. Yeah, so but no one can get it for some reason. It's it's like this I don't know if the syllable count makes it difficult or 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 what what happens it's, it's but four syllables. I get, Matsunega. I get Matsugunga, uh Matsunga and uh, See, I my my the parallel experience for me. Yeah. I don't look Asian. Mm -hmm. When I was a child, I looked like a regular kid. Yeah. Uh now people think I'm Lebanese. Yeah. Um But didn't you say I think you said previously that Saracino is uh Saracino. Yeah. So isn't there uh like a like a Middle Eastern a my, link to that to so, link to that name? Yeah. So I did a genealogy. Yep. And uh Saracino, que cazzo Saracino. <laughs> Saracino means of Arab descent, Arab invader descent. So okay. you know, everybody knows the Moors. Okay, yeah. Uh effectively raped and pillaged their way through Europe, mostly Italy. Okay. Um, and parts of Spain mm -hmm. and fuck shit up. And likely, well not likely, I have uh uh, an ancestral line to Syria and Iran. Okay. And parts of North Africa, some shit like that. Okay. So, you know, my ancestors probably likely were Moors who settled in the the Molizan area. You of, should 23 and me that shit, man, and, and see what the deal oh, is. Oh, fuck. I it's don't a, know, man. So this kind of brings up another topic that I've been reading about, and it's kind of blowing my mind. Uh, I was checking this out over the past like couple of weeks. Like you know, there's I've just been sort of back and forth from right. the hospital and home right. and work. But I've been reading up about, and I I guess I knew this, but I never really thought about it. That okay. fairly recently in history, like in the grand scheme of history, modern Homo sapiens, like humans, right, like you and I, right, shared this planet, right, with other <laughs> human species. Namely, the Neanderthal right. species, and uh, now there's the Denisovan species. So, 
they were what the Eric Bogosian species? What, what did you just say? <laughs> the under siege two species, <laughs> the talk radio species. Okay, more on that later. So basically, there were modern humans, like you know, mm-hmm. biologically modern humans, right, wandering around, yeah. breeding with mm-hmm. uh, the Denisovan species, who were what like the... different, like different genetically than us. Okay, and uh, the Neanderthal species. Which blows my mind that, that, you know, you never think about stuff like this, right? This is fucked up. Yeah. You know why this is fucked up? Why? Because it is. It's fucked up, in my opinion, because I honestly, this is what I honestly believe. Okay. I think aliens, like, just showed up here and were like, bleep, bleep, bleep. Here we go. Uh, here's the missing link. We're going to just insert this DNA here. Okay, let's see how things work out. We'll be back in 150,000 years. And I think they came back and they're like, oh, okay, it's like it's like Sim Earth. That's what it is. You think so? It's right? a game of terrogenesis. You're really going down that UFO rabbit hole. I, I really there. am. I, I'm convinced of this. Absolutely convinced that of this. We, that Earth was seeded with life. Yes. But- was it seeded with life by an intelligent species or did it just arrive in cosmic dust? I don't know, but I wouldn't like, I would put money on that earth was seeded. Intelligently. Intelligently. Okay. Cause I, I got this game on my iPhone called Terra Genesis. Okay. And it's really fascinating cause I built my own world. <laughs> okay. And, um, I, it's one of these games that has a lot of in-app purchases and yeah. it had like a lot. I spent a lot of money. How much money? I spent about $180. $180. Yeah, and it was, it became me, became very addictive. I created a planet. Uh, it, it had all sorts of issues. I warmed it up. I increased the, 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 the moisture on the planet. Mm-hmm. I introduced vegetation and life like a back, you know, like bacteria and then ultimately plant life. Okay. Um, I had to thicken the atmosphere. And I started building cities. Initially, they were biodomes with oxygen and shit like that. Yeah. And then and it got to the point with a series of percentages that you can check on like, essentially your like habitable meter. Okay. And uh, the next thing you know, I was uh, made my first city, New Vancouver, called it New Vancouver. New Van, okay. New Van. And, uh, and then you can do other shit like, you know, like, oh shit, fucking giant comet's about to enter. What do you do? Fuck it. Let it, let it crash. Really? Half the planet got wiped out. You know, it was like, oh shit, oh no. So was that to see how your how yeah. your civilization would recover? Yeah, and, and then like every every minute that would go by was a year, right? So like it's it's paced. It's okay, like so it's, it's an interesting pace. How many years? How many years did it take to? Uh... It took about um, it took about four hours for me of, of <laughs> constant play. Yeah, to me for me to get like you know this planet got up to like um, I think it got up to something like seventy million people. You know, I had cities all over the place and you got to mine stuff. You got to mine like platinum and, you know, aluminum and yeah. uh, lead and iron and all of these different things and then refine those things. And it's, it's really interesting. It's called Terra Genesis. Okay. Whoever made this fucking game is probably making a fucking mint because I spent a lot of money in a, in-app purchase. That's a new thing now. Yeah. Psychologically cues you up to blow your rent on this fucking game. <laughs> So I got you. I got you. Did you pay any money for the actual game or is it just all the game? The the game was like free and then they fuck you in the app purchase. You can't, you can't achieve anything unless. No. Yeah. It was ridiculous. So you heard about the the whole battlefront two thing then, right? I did. And man, electronic arts like quickly compensated for that. That was pretty hilarious. Yeah. Oh shit. We're sorry, everybody. Okay, fine. You can be Darth Vader forever. I think, (laughs) I think Disney got involved, didn't they? Yeah, that was like when they step. Yeah. If Disney steps in, like Disney owns everything now. I can, so. the, way, the way I kind of understood that though is is the 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 essence of the issue 
the essence of the issue mm -hmm. was um, that you had to put in like two thousand hours into playing the into finishing the game. It's it's well, I think right? Unless you bought in-app purchases to finish it in a more that reasonable. Was, that was the whole the whole issue was these loot boxes, right? So you pay right. real world money, right. and and again, correct me if I'm wrong, people, uh, but. You pay real world money, okay, and there would be uh, these loot boxes that you would get for that, right? Um, and what was in them was randomly generated, so you couldn't, you know, you had to spend a lot of money. If, if I understand this correctly, you had to spend a lot of money in That's order. That's some tricky to, shit. Well, it, it just made it unfair. They called it, you know, pay to win. You're paying That's to, bullshit. you're paying for these these massive uh, advantages over people who aren't paying. Like you've already purchased an eighty dollar game. Right? That's bullshit, man. And uh, so then, you know. 2,000 hours to finish a fucking game? Come on. <laughs> Loot boxes? Yeah. The game's 80 bucks. And then, yeah. and then so you could take two, literally 2,000 hours and to finish the, the game. And do the same thing by just buying. Or fucking buy yeah. a bunch of warp zones to finish it in a more reasonable <laughs> amount of time. You know, that pisses me off, man. Yeah. You know what's funny? I, I, was, I was looking for, by the way. We should talk about this, okay? okay? Because I was legitimately looking for uh, like an, uh, one of those new NES consoles, which are bullshit, by the way, okay? Yeah. If you recall, anybody listening to this, namely yep. Chuck LeBlanc yep. or Tony Bujold. Yeah. Did I pronounce that correctly? Tony Bujo. Bujo. Tony, Chuck, let's discuss this. Tony and Chuck are two fans who interact with us on our, on our Facebook page. Very cool dudes. Very cool dudes. We were talking a while ago about the retrovasion. Yes. The retrovasion is the biggest crock of shit. Okay. <laughs> I really wanted one before Christmas because you were this, totally going to buy it. I was going to buy it. Yeah. And then this fucking game, this fucking console, yeah. which Chuck, God bless him, pointed out on Facebook was <laughs> really just a, 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 a raspberry Pi box, which yeah. are these like basic computers. Right. Yeah. I don't know a lot about them, but some motherfucker fucking hacked into Sega and Nintendo and Dreamcast and put all the shit, got all the games, yep. got all the games, downloaded them. Like literally every game. Every single game, <laughs> put it on a fucking Raspberry Pi and is selling these things for like $375. Yeah. 500 bucks. Namely Chris Harrison. Yeah. So here's the thing. The Retrovasion, which had no reviews, no, there was, it was like scrubbed from the internet. There was nothing about it on the internet besides its, its marketing site. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody ordered it on Facebook and mentioned to us, uh, some guy in Pennsylvania was like, I ordered one. I'm yet, I've yet to see it. Really? Eh? Yeah. So shady as fuck. Yeah. Now what I do know is that I, I legitimately did do a bit of digging around. Okay. Okay. And I determined mm -hmm. that this is a legitimate company, but they're, they're in South Asia. Okay. And, uh, I don't think they're fulfilling anybody's orders, man. I think they're just taking these purchases and fucking keeping the money because this shit is so too good to be true. Like so there's nobody I know who has one of these fucking things. The, the one thing, the one guy on our Facebook page who said I bought one and yet to receive it, yeah. man, they fucking probably made a killing, yeah. a killing. Like they yeah. probably collected like 70, 80,000, maybe $250,000 with no intention to fulfill these orders Yeah, because it's, it's illegal shit. Yeah. I mean, if you think of it, it makes a lot of sense. Prepay me for a fucking Video game console with like 15,000 games that you'll get in eight weeks. Okay. <laughs> I'm really glad I didn't uh, buy but, that shit. But, you know, out of 10, 
How close were you? Like 10 being? I was like a fucking eight and a half out of 10 close to like buying one and going like, I trust him. Why the hell was I considering <laughs> that? That's ridiculous. Yeah. No, like think about all the facts. There's yeah. like no reviews. Yeah. It was just this bullshit fucking website put together with the world's fakest fucking ticker of, of fake reviews. Like, yeah. Like, you know, you know, like I find Jack this Smith. Yeah. yeah. I endorse this product. This is the best service. It was amazing. Really? Johnny There's no Flapjacks. fucking phone number up in this fucking place. Yeah. 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 It was weird. There's a lot of that I find is, is you know, uh, my wife went to a home show and, uh, you know, it was at a home show. So it was probably one of these boxes that you read about on CBC. Was this the was, home show recently? Uh, was it the CE e Center or the whatever? The, the EY Center. EY yes. Center, yes, yeah. yes. So she went and same thing. This guy was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Too good to be true. What is it? Hey, hey, guess what? I got this box here and it does everything. And they're like, well, what do you mean? They're like. Name anything that you've ever watched ever in your entire life. And they're like, what? Mm, okay, well, you know, some completely random, right. obscure thing, you know? Right. It was there. Like, you just, you know, you, it's, it ha it's not that it has everything. It, I think it has the power to search anything because pretty much everything that's ever aired is online, right? So they find these streams or they find these, I don't know how it works, man. But man. It, it, again, it comes back to this whole principle of, you know, Hey, you want this product that's too good to be true? It is too good to be true. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know what? Okay, I really, wait, I, I have really... a serious question for you, though. Yeah, yeah. If someone said, hey, Chris, will you mm. uh, uh, advertise this product, it's too good to be true, on your podcast <laughs> no. for no. $7,000? No, I, I, if it's too good to be... I, no, I, I, I need to know what I'm advocating. $9,000. What I'm endorsing. $150,000. No, 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 you don't, might not believe me, but I would never endorse anything that I 1,000% I couldn't get behind. Okay. I mean, if we had enough li listenership that like, you know, because yeah. I listen to a variety of podcasts and I, I do notice that the same sponsors kind of hit the same ones that I listen to. Yeah, okay. Like Squarespace. Okay, no, I yeah. can endorse Squarespace. Yeah. Sure. Uh, or like, you know, Dollar Shave Club. Yeah, I can get behind that, yep. you know. Or what's this this other one that I hear about all the time? It's um it's the the on demand massage service. Sure. What? Yeah, it's like there's like an, I'm, someone I, shows up at your house. Yeah, it's an app, and it's like order a masseuse, male or female, you know, like to anywhere in the world, you know, to your house, to your home, to your hotel, whatever. Like, like that that was interesting, right? But if like somebody came to us and was like, I want to give you money to yeah. advertise a product like the Retrovision, which has no reviews online, yeah. which has no information on it other than this bullshit like attractive marketing site yeah. that is meant to fucking jerk you off and make you think that this thing is the greatest. No thing amount of money. No, I, I like, dude, I was, I was like very apprehensive about that thing yep. to buy it. Okay. That would be even more apprehensive to endorse it because I, I'd feel like I was screwing other people. Yeah. Be like, oh, buy this thing. Oh, you're not seeing anything either. Hey, you just paid money and uh, it's been 18 weeks and still nothing. <laughs> Probably USPS. Was, that, you know what? That was going on a lot on, uh, on Kickstarter. So I don't know yeah. if you know about this. Um, I think it's been resolved at this point. Um, but... Uh, did you ever watch Spartacus? Uh, no, that was one of those shows where I was like, actually, that was too good to be true. This well, is, too good to be true should be the name of this podcast because Spartacus, <laughs> this volume of the podcast, yeah. because Spartacus was one of those shows where I watched it a few times and I was like, wow, this is really gory. Yeah. It's like 300 only in a show. Yeah. And it's like kind of shitty acting a little bit, yeah. but it's like really bloody. Yeah. Super and then Xena was in it. 
Yeah. Wasn't she? Yeah, she was eventually. It's like, this, this looks really interesting, but it, it's like it's like an overcompensatory show. It's like okay. it's so crazy. So this is the whole thing with, with, with that. Mm. Is, uh, Am so, I wrong about anything I said, by the way? No, no, no. Okay. So the, the main actor, the guy who played Spartacus, yeah. died. In real life? In real life. How, of what? His name was Andy Whitfield. And he, uh, I, th- I believe, and <laughs> again, correct me if I'm wrong, or, or we maybe we should call this edition, correct me if I'm wrong, okay. but I believe it was leukemia or some blood blood disease. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. It, it was horrible. All right. Uh, it was very sad. Um, so they pressed Usually on. Uh, he got sick, mm-hmm. and they did prequel series, uh, mm-hmm. and then he recovered. Right. Uh, and, you know, uh, they did another season. Okay. And then he passed away. All right. So they did that. Uh, they said they were going to make a documentary about his life. And they asked Kickstarter. Okay. They asked on Kickstarter to fund this documentary. Right. right. And Jai Courtney was the person in the video. Jai Courtney was in Spartacus. Yeah, because he was in Spartacus. Okay. So Jai Courtney was like, we're, we want to make a, a movie to uh, commemorate his life. And of course, like Andy 8 Whitfield. trillion people. Yeah. Eight trillion people signed up and we're like, yeah, yeah, we want to do this. We want to see this film. And uh, there was a long period of time on Kickstarter where people were starting to like scratch their heads and go like, you guys got all the money that you requested. We haven't seen anything from you. And then eventually the filmmakers, I think his wife was spearheading the whole thing. Right. Um, eventually uh, they just stopped posting updates. So people were getting super antsy about this. Like we gave you guys a shit ton of money. Oh man, awkward. This. And uh, awkward. I know a guy who uh, shout out to Richard, uh, who actually contributed to that. And he he at first he ended up getting this bracelet. Like the bracelet was one of the things. If you donate this amount, you get yeah. a bracelet, and you'll get a copy of the movie. Right. And it was like a slap in the fucking face. They posted this film on Netflix before the crowdfunding people <sighs> got their copies of this movie. Oh, bitches! So I don't know. I I, I should ask you. So people were pissed. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how pissed and, you know, but I, I'm going to ask him, actually. I'll, I'll see if I can ask him and, and find out You can't fucking do that shit, yeah. man. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, you can fucking raise money for anything these days. You can't. You can't. It's crazy a little bit. Yeah. Like, I, I find it kind of odd. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know that sits, how that sits with me. Yeah. I, I guess it'll Like, come. I can start a fucking Kickstarter right now and be like, oh, I got a headache. <laughs> Finance my migraine being (laughs) dealt with. I could probably raise a few hundred bucks. Yeah, we should bring that up. Actually, let's see what uh, what what ridiculous kickstarters exist. Yeah, let's see. Can I can I just share a story really quick? Yeah, of course. Okay, first of all, that's shameful that Jai Courtney was involved with that. Well, see, this is the treachery. You know, I'll confirm. I'll definitely confirm. But it's my understanding that this movie popped up, and I think it's called. um, Oh man, what was it called, Andy? That's Whitfield. so disappointing. Andy Whitfield. Jai Courtney and Andy Whitfield. Yeah. Andy Whitfield. Yeah, it's called Be Here Now. So let me just type controversy and see if anything pops up. Oh, shit. Spartacus was on Stars. Yeah, it was Stars. Which is also the, 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 the channel that uh, Ash versus Evil Dead is on, right? Yeah. I haven't really watched that show, by the it's way. It's on Netflix now. You it should, you should it is? It. Yeah, you should watch it. Oh, sure. shit. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to watch that fucking tonight. Yeah, you should definitely, definitely watch Fuck, it. Fuck, this guy was 39. Andy so, Whitfield, he, 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 had a, he, had a, he died. He man, had two kids. Yeah, it was horrible. It was really, really sad. Oh, man. And he, and he got leukemia? Yeah. So that was, 
you know, just knowing this one guy, I know he got a bracelet and I know that pretty much nothing else. And then it showed up on Netflix and I don't think he ever got, got his copy of the movie. Uh, I will definitely retract and take this back next week uh, after I confirm this. But, you know, if that happened, that's pretty shitty. You know, I'm disappointed in Jai Courtney. Yeah. You know, first of all, he is an underrated actor. So let's talk about this for a second, right? I'm actually being very sarcastic. I don't understand this guy. No, but let's let's talk about this for a second. Okay. He has been in some extremely high-budget films. Yes. Right? He was in Suicide Squad. Yes. Captain Boomerang. He was in Terminator Genesis. Yes. Kyle Reese. He was in Spartacus. He was yes. in uh, the last Die Hard movie. He played oh, John yeah. McClane's son. He was... Why? Jack Reacher? Yeah, he like so. Did you see that? No, no. <laughs> you were just like, yeah. are you bullshitting me? Then no, it was really in Jack Reacher. What, like really? Yeah, he was okay. like an assassin, and you know who else was in that? Werner Herzog. <laughs> like Werner, Werner Herzog. Herzog. He was in it. Yeah, he was in. He was the bad guy. <laughs> um, yeah, he like Jai Courtney is by all accounts like a capable. He was in that movie, that terrible movie with Aaron Eckhart. Yes, what was uh, called? Goggles. Fra Frankenstein or uh, I Frankenstein. I Frankenstein. Like whoever yes. made that, <laughs> yeah. someone made that fucking shit on a dare. But they they tried they, yeah. So we'll get back to that because I want to talk about definitely the um, the monster universe that they tried to. What do they call, call that? Them, oh yeah, the dark universe, the, the dark. universal dark universe. Oh man, I didn't see the mummy, but I I was it really terrible? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, you saw it? Yeah, I did see it. I don't know. I quite like Russell Crowe. Like I, I love him a yeah. bit. You love him? You well, a <laughs> bit, a, yeah. There was because a bit of a twinkle in your eye when you said that. Well, no, he's one of those guys, right? That I, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely in awe of his ability as an actor. Okay. I saw him in L.A. Confidential. Yeah. Well, the first movie I saw Russell Crowe was Virtuosity. Virtuosity yes. with Denzel Washington. Yeah. Which is actually it's such a trip to watch that film. It's yeah. You know, it's so lawnmower man. Anyway. Yeah. Um, with all those graphics, graphics, <laughs> all the, like, graphics, pix pix pixelating, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. it literally looks like a turbo graphic 16. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw, when I saw LA confidential, I really respect, I, I developed a deep respect for Russell Crowe okay. because that was a very, um, complex, tragic character that he played in that film. Yeah. Um, and that all, all around, that was a great movie. Yeah. I thought it was a really good movie. Um, but then like, you know, I saw him in like, you know, um, gladiator. That's the Actually, big one. Yeah, Gladi Gladiator was good, but that was my least like intro. Like that's one of the more um, blase movies that he was, was in. Was the Ron Howard film? A simple, he was in A Beautiful Mind. A beautiful he really, mind, and yeah. he won an Oscar yeah. for that, I believe. Yeah. He was great in that. Yeah. Uh, but he was also in, um, uh, you know, help me out. Man, he was in like a billion things. I'm not going to talk about BBS, but he was good in the in a, a Man of Steel. Okay, yeah. Um. Just, I think he's just a strong actor. He mm -hmm. was um, in that movie uh, with Ben Affleck as the corrupt senator who oh, accidentally yeah. killed his girlfriend. Uh, I won't remember the name of that. You know, like he, he's really, you know, but then he's weird because then he's like, he's buddies with Riza and he was in like that fucking, fucking awful movie, The Man with the Iron Fists. Yes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then and he's, he's also, in like, and he's like the Republica <laughs> Doyle. What, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah. Well, he's friends with the dude from Great Big C, right? No, but like, it's like it's, so evident this guy's like had success in his career. Now he's yeah. just kind of like, I don't give a fuck. I'll do whatever I want. You know, yeah. like. Les Miserables. Was he in Les Miserables? Yes, he was. I'm going to hit up IMDb because I I feel like I, to do justice to my statement here, 
I should call it the specific movies where he was very good. So please just bear with me for a second. This is important to me. Russell Crowe. Here we go. He's handsome too. Anyway, uh, he was in uh, LA Confidential. He was in um, The Nice Guys, which by the way is a great movie. Yeah. And I want to talk about that a little bit because The Nice Guys, have you seen it? No. It's really good. Gosling, right? Ryan Gosling. Yeah. The Nice Guys was directed by Shane Black. Mm Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. If Shane Black is listening, mm-hmm. when the fuck is the new Predator movie coming out? Because the release date <laughs> is like August of this year. I've not even seen a trailer. Nothing. I've seen all this shit on social media yeah. with Boyd Hallbrook and fucking, you know, Keen, Keen from Keen Peel or whatever. Yeah. And the guy from, from, from Moonlight and Olivia Munn and like all these predators and shit like that. I'm like, what the hell's going on? What's the fucking trailer for this thing? Yeah. Shane Black was Hawkins in the original Predator. This movie is in post-production as far as I understand. Where's the trailer? Where's the trailer? Yeah. Anyway. Anything. Like a teaser. Something. Like a logo. Man, give us just the tip on this shit, you know? <laughs> so yeah. So he was in The Nice Guys, Russell Crowe. Um, he was in Fathers and Daughters. Uh, he was in Noah. I never saw that, but I heard it was good. It was, it was strange. Broken City. With uh, Mark Wahlberg. Okay, that was actually a good movie. Back up for a second. Yes. Here. Who was the dude that did Noah? Oh, that was Darren Aronofsky. Yes. So have you seen any of Darren Aronofsky's other films? The best movie that Darren Aronofsky made. Okay. I watched Requiem of a Dream. I thought yep. it was a great movie. You yep. can only watch it once before you want to kill yes, yourself. Yes, definitely. Um, but I thought The Wrestler was a very good movie. Oh, well, he did that? He did. And for the, re- for the record, Darren Aronofsky wrote the script to the rehash of RoboCop. Oh, okay. Before uh, the Brazilian guy picked it up. Okay. And I thought made a, 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 a fine movie, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of which, I don't know if you knew this, but they're actually redoing RoboCop again. Again. Yeah. And it's going to be a direct sequel to the first film, and they're going to dismiss RoboCop 2 and all the rest of that crap. So, again, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm just going to be saying that all night, man. I'm sure. so like- Correct me it. if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. But is the dude that played that second RoboCop, like the from the newer film? Peter, it, Peter not, what, wait, oh, you mean uh, uh, Joel? Oh shit, IMDb. Joel, what's his face? He just popped up in a trailer for a new Netflix show called Altered Carbon or something. That's him. Yeah, right? which which I, it, to me just seems like it's a play on Blade Runner in yeah, some yeah. capacity. Yeah, what was his name? Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, who looks surprisingly like my friend Paul. This is Paul. Who, yeah, plays, who plays in my band, okay, Paul yeah, Townsend. Funny, Paul yeah. Townsend, if you're listening to this, you look, you know you look exactly like Joel Kinnaman. <laughs> Alarmingly so. Um, yeah, it was, it was, did you like RoboCop? Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, the original, of course, but, you know. The, the original was so gory. Yeah. It was like so over the top. Yeah. I really miss Paul Verhoeven movies. <laughs> I, I heard him once in a radio interview and it was like so all over the place. I was like, yeah. oh, fuck, whoever booked this is regretting it. <laughs> I'm Paul Verhoeven. I, I, when I made Robocop, I want to make... It was like, shut up, man. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. My biggest, my, my greatest mistake was Showgirls, but was my, I was always... I turned into Daniel Schwarzenegger, but he, he's just very um, Dutch. Let's put it that way. He's very Dutch. Um, anyway, I hope the Predator... Speaking of Dutch. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I, hope, I hope the Predator trailer is released because I'm curious to know what happens there. So this is going to be in the city, correct? It is, and it's a direct sequel to Predator 2. Well, I hope Danny Glover shows up then, man. Oh, man, that would be crazy. Can you imagine? Is Danny Glover doing anything? 
I saw him in Shooter, and then nothing else happened. He was, that was a good movie. Shooter yeah. was a good film. Danny Glover, I don't know, man. He's he's a serious activist. Is he? Yeah, he's always hanging around with Harry Belafonte, and like, he's like Hugo Chavez was the whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Murtaugh, what the fuck, man? You're all Che Guevara on us now. No, seriously, he's, he's like he's like a serious like social activist. Have you seen, did you see uh, the latest, or I guess it's with, with in the past two weeks, Mel Gibson ended up on Joe Rogan's podcast? Oh, I saw that, yeah, yeah. They were, they were talking about stem cells. They didn't, you know, broach anything about Mel's past or anything. They just talked about stem cells. We love stem cells. Yeah. We love going to Panama and dealing with stem cells. You know, it's funny. I I like Joe Rogan. Yeah. But I often can't listen to his podcast a lot. Why? I don't know. There's something about Joe Rogan that just kind of, it's hard for me to deal with. Okay. Um, but you can't, you can't nail it down? I can't really nail, nail it down. He, he's, I find him to be a little bit of a meathead. But like I, I kind of get off the whole thing. Like he's always talking about weed, you know. And I'm just kind of like, yo, man, like, <laughs> fuck, cut off. Well, like you know, like you're like so, you know. I get, I get it. All right, all right, all right, all right. You what know, if like, he talked about BVS. Yeah. Okay, I get the point <laughs> you're making. But no, he just he he, he kind of goes off on these tangents, right? That are. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't enjoy like you know who I whose podcast well, I've been digging lately. I'll, I'll tell you just before you tell me that. I'll tell you that I'll listen to a lot of his more out there podcasts. Um, but when he talks about mis mixed martial arts and all that stuff, it, yeah, I, I kind of get off. I, I, I like it when he speaks to you know some of the the scientific people and, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, like but, he had Neil deGrasse Tyson on once, and I was like, oh, yeah. this is interesting. There's an interesting banter, like yeah. a dynamic. I like listening to those, but generally, yeah. you know, a lot of his statements are just, you know. He like, had Jamie Foxx on once. That was really yeah. funny. Yeah. And I do find his stand-up funny. Yeah. Um, I also find Tom Segura funny. You know Tom Segura? Yes. I list, I watched his stand-up special, by the way, on Netflix. And is was, this one good? It he is kind of hit or miss before. There's a couple that I, yeah. I watched before, and it was a bit hit or miss. Um, <laughs> oh but, man! But this this this, new this one was pretty funny. It, it, he, I don't know if you heard, but there was some major controversy surrounding the special because he he made some pretty disparaging comments about the state of Louisiana. Oh really? He's like, you know what? I'm all for borders around the state of Louisiana entirely. Like, and it just destroyed <laughs> every. Yeah. Oh yeah. And everybody in Louisiana, like eviscerated him online like they were really pissed oh wow and he was just like taking it and he was just like kicking it back to them I, like took some balls because now he's doing two sh two shows in louisiana so is he is he still on the rise or is he at the top of his game right now i don't know i think he's still on the rise he's married yeah. to christina p they both have um next netflix specials mm -hmm. i find him very funny like yeah. the, the the his delivery is his delivery is pretty good yeah he's um he, yeah, there's like there's yeah, it's the delivery, it's the mm -hmm. tone of his voice the and how he kind of executes yeah. jokes and stuff like that. It's pretty yeah. good. Um, so I watched that; that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I think it's worth checking out. I would, I would definitely okay. I'll check it out. Check it out. Check it out for sure. Yeah. You know, um, but his podcast with his wife it's called Your Mom's House. Okay, I've been listening to that a little bit. It's pretty funny. I mean, but I'm, I'm actually onto this new one that my wife suggested I listen to called mm -hmm. um, uh, Call Your Girlfriend. Okay. And, uh, it's, I, I would recommend it. It's, it's, it's pretty entertaining. So one of the, the last one, I'd, like, what's, is, it's is conversational. It? It's, yeah. it's kind of like observational about certain things. Uh, the most recent one I listened to was, uh, or one of the more recent ones I listened to was about Wendy Deng, who is Rupert, Rupert Murdoch's ex-wife. Oh, wow. Um, and man, I didn't know this, but did you know that Wendy Deng 
was brought over from like Cambodia or something like that okay. as a child by this family and then ended up marrying the dad. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I'm not joking. Here, I'm going to just I'm going to just like support this cuz that's that's what they said on the podcast. Let me just uh Wendy Deng kind of pulled a reverse fucking Woody Allen <laughs> a little bit. It was kind of that's, a weird situation. That's really weird, man. Yeah, and like she was married to Rupert Murdoch for a long time. Um here, let me just early life. Uh, per, let me see here. Uh, in 1987, she met an American businessman and his wife, Jake and Joyce Cherry, who had temporarily relocated to China and helped build a refrigerator factory. She learned English skills from Joyce. In 1988, 1988, she abandoned her medical studies and traveled to the United States on a study permit with Jake and Joyce Cherry, sponsoring her student visa and providing shelter. She enrolled at California State University in Northridge, where she studied economics and was among the top scoring students. Bra, bra, bra. <laughs> uh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Life events. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, she hooked up with the guy. I don't wow. see this in the official Wikipedia posting, but it's, anyway, that's what they said on the podcast. It's very, it's very entertaining. Okay, I would, I, I would I really highly... like that. I, I kind of like listening to things where, uh, at first glance, it doesn't sound like it's going to be interesting. But you know, I just I totally guess... went off on a Wendy Ding tangent there. Sorry, it was completely. Okay, useless. what were we talking about? Russell Crowe films. Russell, like... we went from that... Russell Crowe to Wendy Ding. <laughs> but that's that's kind of our thing, right? I, I've we're listened... all over the map, man. We're like fucking. I know ADHD I know. podcast. We're total ADHD podcast. Sorry, but what were you going to say? Well, if you want, we can just go right back to talking about IMDb Russell Crowe. Well, I feel like we should dedicate a little bit of time to Chuck and Tony's comments. Okay. So Chuck and Tony, if you're listening to this, we're going to address your comments. Yes, right here now. we go. Okay. So what was the comment that they left? I'm going to just call this up on the page of the Facebook. Of the Facebook. Of the Facebook. Um, okay. So where are we? Come on, man. What the fuck? Oh, here we go. All right. Okay, random podcast topic suggestion. Retro combat de clips. De clip. Combat de clip. Music on plus. Music plus. Snow. Informer versus Vanilla Ice. Ice Ice Baby. Okay. Were either of these artists the real Slim Shady? Thoughts on the messages and the lyrics? Impacts of any in your lives in these songs were All released. Right. Go. So let's take a very quick look. That was a question from Chuck LeBlanc. Thank you, Chuck. So I believe um, Ice Ice Baby came out in 19... 19- 90 if i'm not mistaken okay and uh so that would have made me 12 very impressionable age Aussie dues. uh so it was either that or 92 uh, yes. which came out first informer came out second so i think informer <laughs> what the fuck was that guy saying okay so I did a little reading on this in, yeah. in preparation. Yeah. So he was talking about snitches, obviously. The snitches. Influence. And then I have no clue. I have no clue what he was talking about. He was talking about uh, people snitching on it. Because did you know that he was he was up for attempted murder? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. just funny. So it was, it was brought down to aggravated right. assault. But uh, he actually did uh, jail time. And I think this oh, song had, was some sort of relation to that. That's um, ridiculous. And that was like 92, man. 92, so 14 years old. Like, what were you doing at 14? Man, I remember that. I, I don't, yeah, what was I doing when I was 14? Yeah. 
I don't know, junior high school. Yeah. Yeah. Grade nine. I didn't give a shit. When I, when I heard snow for the first time, I was yeah. like, oh, this is funny. <laughs> I, I had zero respect for that guy. The first okay. time I, I, yeah. I watched that video on much music. Yeah. Oh man, it was awful. <laughs> I just remember going like, first of all, this guy's doing like reggae dance hall music. Yeah. He's, a, he's white as fuck. Yeah. He looks like, he looked like somebody who lived in my South Keys neighborhood. His name is Darren O'Brien. Yeah, fuck, get out of here, man. I, I was like so thoroughly. That record was called 12 Inches of Snow. God, awful. Awful. <laughs> okay, so we're giving a thumbs down. Thumbs fucking down. Thumbs I, down I never liked snow. But what about Everybody Wants to Be Like You? I you hated like that, that song too. I hated everything about that guy. Okay. He was, he was, a, he was putrid. Okay, so let's talk about Robert Van Winkle then. Okay, I, Vanilla Ice was different because it was a slightly earlier time in my life. Yeah. And that I was more like, oh, this is kind of interesting. You know? Okay. Um, I was I was kind of a little bit more into that. Okay. In 1990. Mostly because all my friends were singing that song. But In 1990, did mm-hmm. you ever wear a button-down polka dot blouse? Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Club Monaco. Yeah. I went directly to Club Monaco and I remember <laughs> buying one of those. Yeah. And like one half was white with black polka dots yeah. and then the other half of the shirt was <laughs> yeah. was black right with white I'm polka dots. Remember that po- episode yeah. of the Cosby show when Theo had Denise make like he was spending ninety dollars on shirts and yes. Denise made him a shirt. She's like, I'll just make that shirt for yeah, you. Yeah, this yeah, is what yeah. I'm picturing you wearing at this point. The the style for me was like those 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 two tone Harvey Dent, Two Face, fucking yeah. black and white polka dot shirts. Yeah, uh, jackets, leather jackets with an eight ball on the back. Mm-hmm. Tight tapered black pants, preferably Levi's cords. Yep, with safety pins on the on the um, like the sides of the lower part of the legs. Yep, and like fucking docks. Docks. Did you like? Yeah. Did you draw shit on the the front of them? Um, Doc um, Martin shoes? No, no. And then, like the year after that, it was like Club Monaco sweatshirts. Did you purchase a canvas backpack and then bleach it? Yep. Oh wow! And and the brand name was what? Tamor. I can't remember. No, no, it was. Uh, did you ever wear yeah. a cycling cap or cycling nah, never, shorts? Never did that, but I did rock multiple Varnays. Varnay t-shirts. Yeah. Yes. Okay, and a long sorry. sleeve Varnay too. I'm getting off topic here. So. Here we have you fucking, you hate snow. You cannot stand cannot snow. Cannot stand snow. So then we have- Hated ro- snow. We have Roland in my 5.0. That was, yeah, that that turned me off of Vanilla Ice immediately. Okay. Yeah, I was like, this is super lame. Okay. Really bad. Yeah. Um, and at that point, I kind of like, it's funny because I was aware of Vanilla Ice before I was technically aware of NWA. Okay, yep. And Suge Knight and Death Row and all the rest of that stuff. Yeah. And Snoop Dogg. Yeah, there's some, there's some kind of- yeah, like hilariously weird stories about Suge Knight. And, Ab- absolutely, like and, him and holding vanilla ice over a balcony, balcony yeah. in Los Angeles. Yeah. Like, fuck you, give me your publishing, like yeah. that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Which is topical because my wife and I just watched Straight Out of Compton, which was a really, really good movie. What are you giving it out of five? Uh, I would give that a solid four out yeah. of five. It was quite good. Directed by F. Gary Gray. Is it really sensationalized or is it pretty? Uh... No, I think it's pretty accurate to okay. the history based on the interviews I've seen. Like Ice Cube's son, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah. plays Ice Cube. Oh, and yeah. man, plays yeah. it really well. Yeah. Um, I'm sure the family association helped with that one, but yeah, uh, he did a really good job. And then the guy who played Andre, yep. who played Dr. Dre, was really, really good too. 
Um, but the guy who played Eazy-E was, I thought, the best part of the movie. I'm going to check this out immediately. Oh, yeah. After it was really, it. really good. And, oh, man, it was, it was, it's a really solid movie. Definitely like, I'll, I'll be the first person to say that, you know, I never purchased any NWA records. I never uh, really had them playing in the car. I never, right. you know what I mean? It's a huge part of, of of music history though everything that was going on at that time well the, the, the biggest thing i pulled away from the movie yeah. is i wasn't super into nwa i yeah. was kind of in this mode back then of uh glam rock okay so i was really into like guns and roses yeah. skid row yeah um i was heavily influenced by that you know really what was the tail end of the glam rock scene yeah before grunge kicked in but I wasn't. But you weren't really super into grunge either, right? No, I, w- I I was never really into Pearl Jam. I was not really into Soundgarden. I was aware of it. I was I was really not into Nirvana. But what were you listening to during that? Like when Ten came out, were you like, nah, I'd rather listen to Skid eh. Row? <laughs> like, no, I, I w- it was kind of a weird period because I was aware of the Seattle scene kind of blowing up with grunge, yeah. but I wasn't super into it for whatever reason. Like sure. I remember being in grade ten and Vitalogy by Pearl Jam came out. Yeah. And a lot, like most of my friends were like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I was like, eh, you know. Yeah, whatever. I never, you know I was what? still into Guns N' Roses, man. I, I was still into Use Your Illusions. I, yeah, because I've, I've been in the car with you quite a bit. Apologies for this <clears throat> popping noise that keeps yeah. coming up here. I'll, Can you edit that out? Yeah, I'll give it a try. Okay. Um, um, so I've been in the car with you a lot, man. <laughs> and yeah. I never heard you blasting grunge. Like, no, I mean, I, um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't blast grunge. You liked, really. You always kind of liked. There was always sort of a Canadian element that I, I noticed. That you liked yeah. a lot of Vancouver bands. Uh, you, well, like not not then. No. I mean, I was. Um, oh, are we talking to like early nineties? I guess. Eh? Okay. Well, early nineties, I was strictly into like Guns N' Roses, yeah. Skid Row, L.A. Guns, like all that glam shit. Yeah. And then as high school kind of progressed, like I remember grade nine, grade ten. I kind of got into some rap. Like mm-hmm. I, I really got into Gangstar mm-hmm. more than New York stuff. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, man, I was like, of all things, I don't know why, but I remember grade 10, I was listening to a lot of fucking Don Henley. I don't know why. Oh my God. I wanted to like yeah. set myself on fire and jump out a window, man. We'd be in the car. I, this is a true, these are like true I'm stories. I'm sorry. I don't know. It's weird. I'd be in Chris's like Toyota, green Toyota Tercel. Yeah. And we'd be going along and he'd be blasting fucking boys of summer. <laughs> Chris, turn this the heart shit of the off. matter. Yeah, turn this sh- dirty laundry. And then, yeah, I know. Turn this shit off, Chris. I'm I, sick. Of- I, you were you were angry that I, I was doing that. And then it was like, then I was kind of on a Bruce Hornsby tip for a bit. It's like <laughs> it went from Guns N' Roses to Bruce Hornsby. <laughs> like I like it made no sense, you know. It made zero sense. It yeah. made no sense. And then Kiss, you went through a huge Kiss phase at one point. I remember. Yeah, that. like a little bit. And then, but then where I kind of had the it was in grade eleven. Grade eleven was. I got into Green Day. Okay, yeah. And and then I was like, oh shit, Green Day. Like I really developed this really strong appreciation for like a hook. Yeah. Melodic hooks. Yeah. And like really big soaring choruses and stuff like that. And like yeah. but that I remember that album Dookie was like a really big record for me. And and then after that, yeah, I started getting kind of into Canadian bands. Yeah. Um I don't know, I was into like um got into Pluto. Remember the band Pluto, The Watchmen? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Here's another funny uh, my Japanese last name story. So you guys may or may not remember there was a band called Zucker Baby. You're gonna mention this, and uh, the guys would kind of laugh because their guitarist name, the guitarist name was Reed Shimozawa. Reed Shimozawa. It was a good guitarist. Anyway, 
Didn't you guys go see them at the Knox or something? And you yeah, we saw them at the Knox at Ottawa University. They were pretty good. Yeah, they were all right. They were good. They were. It was. Yeah, it was interesting. It was. Uh, I just remember you. That saying, guy was so Japanese. Yeah, though. yeah. I just remember you saying like, "Wow, uh, you guys have like the, you know, Todd Matsunaga meet Reed Shimozawa." Oh my god! Yes, ridiculous. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah. It was. It was pretty crazy. So. I don't know, man. Like <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, that, this is one of those things where, where I don't know why I was listening to Don Henley and Bruce Hornsman, grade ten. The, then, it, yeah, the Zucker baby, Age of Electric. You know, like um, yeah. I you know what though? Kind of went from there. I'm still just blown away that you managed to completely avoid the whole grunge thing, man. It was massive. My cousin massive. Lou, who I play in a band with now, he was really into uh, Soundgarden. He was really into Soundgarden. Also in excess, perhaps. In excess, yeah. He looked like Michael Hutchins for a while. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But I just never really got into it. I never really got into Nirvana. That's why when I met Gus, yeah. Gus like looked like Mike Durnton was all he did was wear a Nirvana shirt for like <laughs> yeah. four years. Yeah. It was really bizarre. You know? See, we went off on a tangent again. We totally went off on a go back oh to Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. No, I'm talking about Combat Day clips here. Oh yeah. So basically, ninety to ninety two, I wasn't really listening to either of these cats. But I would say the winner and champion on that one is probably, yeah. Do you want to go with Vanilla Ice? I don't know. No. What about for sheer hilarity? Sheer uh, hilarity since when the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film came out. Snow had a song on that? No. Vanilla Ice did called Ninja Rap. Yeah, that guy could go fuck himself. <laughs> he was awful. And you know, the worst part about it now is I, I, I saw him on a fucking home renovation show. Recently. Yeah, he had his own, yeah. It's Van like, Winkle renovations or fuck, I don't know. And he's know. like so embarrassed of that period. He was in an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, yeah. But now he seems like an all right guy. He seems like he's cool he's, with he's, it. He I seems mean, like he's an okay guy. You gotta, you know, you gotta sort of move on from, you know, people can shit all over him all they want, but, you yeah, know, they were know. still, they were still listening to him, you know. I, I hope we answered uh, Tony and Chuck's question to the best of our ability. Basically, we don't give a shit about either of them. <laughs> Uh, you know, I will share this one Music Plus story, though, that I thought was really interesting. Okay. I remember watching, um, remember when Stone Temple Pilots had that other band when Scott Weiland left called Talk, Talk Show? Talk Show, yeah. Talk Show were on Music Plus once, and they just did not want to be there. You can, you can tell. <laughs> and you know, Matt, you, you remember when they had English artists on Music Plus? And yeah. They, they would have to translate everything, like, every 30 words. Yeah. It's like, uh, talk show, uh, thanks so much, guys, for being here. How does it feel not to have uh, Stone Temple uh, singer in your band right now? And uh, <laughs> tell us your thoughts. Yeah. And then the, the DeLeo brothers would be like, well, hey, you know, everything's about... Uh, it's about seasons and cycles, and right now we're about talk. <laughs> they give these stupid like hockey player responses, and that's what Gotta they were doing. One hundred and ten percent. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, Scott's doing his thing, and no, it's totally amicable. Was not at all. Um, and you know, like we're doing our thing right now, and he's doing his thing, and that's all you can ask for, right? And yeah. we're happy to be here. That band was kind of the one exception with you, because you were you loved Eric Kretz, loved <laughs> you loved every Stone Temple Pilots records. I, you know, I was thinking about this because which one's your fave? Come on, which one's your Tiny fave? Music, Tiny Music, Tiny Music, yeah. Gift Shop, or Purple, or one I, of the, yeah. Purple's my fave. I yeah, think. Purple was like I listened to that record for a whole year every day. What about Core? Like, what do you think? Core of- was good, but the, the Stone Temple Pilots were one of those bands where they were they really got better the second album. Yeah, yeah. And they really found their groove in the second record. But Tiny Music, okay. Tiny Music was such a departure from Purple in so many ways. Yeah. And it was awesome, man. That album was really good. Yeah. 
I just Brandon remember O'Brien. there's a lot of memories there, man. Like going oh, yeah, up to Gatineau, totally. blasting purple, purple and tiny music and tiny music. Yeah, adhesive is a song that really pops out, and that one was weird. They, you know, the thing about the Delio brothers, the bass player and the guitar player, the brothers, yeah, is that they had a penchant for taking many cues and influence from like symphonic compositions, a lot of Frank Sinatra stuff, like in terms of the chord progressions and yeah. soaring, you know, soaring strings or soaring elements in songs and stuff like that. So yeah, adhesive. Uh, that and man so like, I know all these loungy, cool. Tunes, you loved man. and so I know. Man. Oh, I man, remember. I, I were... was always listening to that shit. Yeah. It was such a great yeah. song. It was so moody and like. Anyway, back to my point about talk show and music, please. Yeah. Is they just didn't want to be there, right? So they were getting <laughs> they were getting translated every thirty minutes, and then the guy at the end was like, "Do you uh, miss Scott?" And then Dean DeLeo was like, no, man, we don't miss Scott, okay? This is another <laughs> band. Like He got pissed off. He got kind of pissed off. And then Dave Couts, who was the singer in the yeah. band, he, he was kind of like, oh, you know, like, all respect to Scott, man. All respect to Scott, you know? But, like, we've got these songs right now, and, like, you know, who knows? Features open, right? Like, and he like, kind of brought it back to one of these yeah. hockey, hockey player responses. Yeah. But Dean DeLeo was just kind of like, listen, I'm fucked up right now, and I don't want to fucking talk about Scott Wyatt. Yeah, well, look how it turned out, right? Oh, dude, and I saw Scott Weiland before he died in in Texas. It was not South good, Biden. right? No, he I, was, like, he was definitely up. not well. Yeah, you know what's I felt weird, really though? bad. I felt bad because that was the last time I saw him, and he was like struggling to perform. Well, you and I both, I think, at the same time, purchased Twelve Bar Blues, right? Great. Yeah, it was a really good record. It was good. Yeah, it was really good. Produced by Daniel Lenoir. But do you remember he he just sort of appeared at that point as yeah. this gaunt. Like I didn't know how, yeah, I didn't know how to take it. I, w- when I first saw him in that Barbarella video and he was just pale and gaunt and like, totally, uh, he looked like a different person. And yeah. not only that, he sounded like a different person. Totally. You know, um, it was, it was really shocking. Like it was, yeah. it, and, and really sad, I guess now in retrospect, because it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. He was so out of it when I saw him in Texas. So we're we're kind of excuse me. I don't want to get all bleak here, but we've we've kind of lost a few people. We just lost Dolores O'Riordan. Yeah, that was sad. Uh, yeah. So cranberries, man, big band. They big were band. Big they were band. a big, pretty formative band for me too. Yeah. yeah, I remember you. You always used to play "Free to Decide." That was your guitar song. Oh, whenever shit. you get Free an acoustic, great song. Whenever you had a, a, an acoustic guitar in front of you, you would play that. Yep, and I, lo- I love that song. Yeah. And uh, it's it sucks, man. It kind of sucks. Like uh, I guess we're losing a bunch of people. Who else? Well, who else died? Man, Chris Cornell. Like all of these yeah. '90s people, you know. No, but recently it was just Dolores O'Riordan. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like you know all these formative people from. Someone uh, else died too, though. I I could have sworn somebody else died. Wasn't there an actor who passed away recently? I don't know. Like you got to be a little less general about that. I don't know. You know what? You know, I, I, my wife and I are going to Los Angeles. Okay. Los, Los Angeles. Yeah. In March. Yeah. And I'm kind of interested to check out some, like the strip in LA. Okay. Like the whiskey and shit yeah. like that. Like go yeah. see Steel Panther and stuff. Like, like, you know, like where all these, like war, where Warrant cut their teeth, like on the strip. Yeah. On the LA strip. Yeah. What is it like now? Is it all? I don't know. I've and... never been to Los Angeles. Is it? Uh, like I, there's so many of these places that just have probably been super tamed out, right? Like, I think so. Yeah, I think you're probably gonna find that too. It'll I'm, just be I'm more. Excited. I'm excited and also kind of a little apprehensive about going. Why? 
Uh, again, straight out of Compton. Okay. LA yeah. is like a totally different vibe in the United States. And I, I haven't been that, that Southwest. Okay. What is like, why are you going there? Why did you decide to go there? Uh, Sarah and I have never been there. So we were just like, Hey, you know, well, Sarah's been there. I have not. Okay. Um, the furthest West I've gone is kind of like Washington state. Okay. Yeah. I went to Washington state. I went to the gorge with my, my good friend, Steve Palmer. Yeah. And, uh, we went the gorge. If anybody knows the gorge, it's like a big amphitheater outside. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, we went to the Sasquatch Music Festival. It was totally nuts, man. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. And we had and we stayed in this hotel in the Gorge that yeah. was like a former mental institution that they converted into a motel, and it really fucking looked like it. But who who were you there to see? Uh, we saw like this one. It was like a whole. It was a music festival. It was like yeah. Public Enemy, Massive Attack. Uh, Band of Horses, uh, Band of Horses was, was so awesome, man. We they're loud, aren't they? Like, they're uh, they're not super loud, but they we saw Kings of Leon, like. Mm-hmm. But I just remember being in the pit for Band of Horses, yeah. and it was like this epic like sunset, yeah. And it's like a canyon. They right? are pretty epic, yeah. Oh, dude, it was crazy. I was like one of those fucking. It felt like I smoked peyote. Like it was like <laughs> it was like oh shit, this is ethereal. This is one of these moments where I like I feel like I'm uh, you know yeah Band of Horses yeah. Ghost, what's that song they have? <laughs> Can I see? Can you, gotta, I see? you gotta watch what you're doing there, man. You're Sorry. making a little rumble. Holy fuck. Sorry about that. Rumbler. Um, anyway, it's we're at the hour mark, are we not? Yeah, we are. Oh shit. We just hit it. Oh shit. Yeah. We should probably shut it down because it's eleven o'clock on a Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get Chuck, some sleep. Tony. Thanks for listening. If you're still listening, we're encouraging people. Send us your questions. Yeah. Send us things to discuss on this podcast. We'll do it. We'll Retrovasion. Talk about it. Yeah. Vanilla Ice versus Snow. Yes. Music Plus. You name it. We will address it on this podcast. Yes. Are we formally going to name this? Correct, correct me if I'm wrong. I re- I, you, you got to now. You know what I mean, man. I'm so space cadet these days. So, yeah, I probably will call it that. <laughs> what was the other name we were going to call it? Uh, what did we say at the beginning? I don't know. See, that's my short. Uh, how is okay? Last topic. Right. Yes. At this age. Yeah. How is your short term memory? Uh, not great, actually. My short term memory is the worst. It's not great. It, it, it's. It, uh, I, I don't even know how to explain to you how scatterbrained I am these days. Yeah. How, you know. Anyway. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. That I think that's typical with you being late thirties, early forties. It's just this uh, shit happens. I know. I know. Gotta accept the shit. Oh yeah. I'm accepting it. <laughs> All right, man. All right. We we will see you next week. Thanks yeah. for listening to everybody. Au revoir. Au revoir.